boxers, trainers, fight fans, Marine veterans. Welcome to another showing of the No Decision Podcast. It is I, Wes Ibarra, alongside me, Joy Villapando. Yeah, you're probably wondering why I'm leading off because, uh, you know, this is what we do around here. Random game plan. Styles make fights. Right, Joy? Right. <laughs> All righty. We got a four-rounder with some announcements at the end. But let's go into the first round here. Jamel Herring versus Carl Frampton. 12 rounds, junior lightweights for Herring's uh, WBO junior lightweight title. This took place in Dubai, early day at the office. Mm. And uh, it was filmed over um, ESPN Plus here in the U.S., IFL TV for uh, the U.K., and um, this was probably a very, very pivotal fight for both guys because they are both up there in age. Right. Right. And one is a title holder. The other one isn't. And for Frampton, it was probably his only chance. Well, lo and behold, it was. Yeah. His really only chance at this point of his career to get um, a world title while Herring, you know, is riding the wave, right. especially as a very, very remarkable story um, in the sport of boxing, former Marine. And, you know, he is north of 30 and, um, his record is relatively good, uh, 24-2-0 and going into this fight, while Frampton was 28-2-0. and And yeah, world titleist, and um, I'm sure it was a very, very big test for him because Carl Frampton is a very big name. And also right. not to mention, uh, this fight was away from home. Yeah, um, yeah. Not going to lie, this fight looked like it was being fought in a tent. <laughs> um, I, I had the pleasure of watching it over the weekend, and Herring actually dominated the fight from the beginning. Yeah. Um, it was really round four where Frampton actually stole a round. Right. And um, the next round, oh, my God. It, it just got really, really bad for uh, Carl Frampton. Carl Frampton, he yeah. got He got knocked down a couple times. Um, he ended up getting ding-donged, ultimately. Um, on the second knockdown, he could not beat the count. And Jamel Herring won by KO. So Herring improves to 25-2-0 while Carl Frampton... Drops to 28-3-0, and that was the last fight of his career. During the post-fight uh, uh, interview, uh, you could tell that he was in tears. Um, he thanked uh, his mentors and uh, his team for everything. And, uh, you know, even though uh, he doesn't um, go out on top, per se, you know, he's a, he's a lifetime champion in yeah. uh, the boxing world, especially in that weight class and to his country of Ireland, right? Right. So, you know, happy trails, Carl Frampton and... Uh, Congratulations to Jamel Herring. And uh, with that being said, um, what is the landscape of the junior lightweight division? Because in my eyes, you know, I feel like Herring um, now can be in that sweepstakes of fighting the kids. So like, <laughs> you know, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, um, you know, Tank Davis, Shakur Stevenson. Right. Um, Valdez. Oscar, Oscar Valdez. Valdez. Right. right. Uh, so <laughs> I want to know, I want to know, what do you think, Joy? And, you know, well, yeah. how that's going to shake out for him? Because, you know, time is still, even even if he's still, uh, you know, a champion today. Right. Um, and he looked good. Uh, time is still not on his side. All right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree. Um, he looked really good. Um, he was able to pretty much keep his distance, right? He's a pretty tall guy. He's 5'10". Uh, really long reach. I think it's 73 inches. Um, but, yeah, like he... He, he was able to control the fight uh, against Carl Frampton. Um, pretty much, he like he was able to check hook counter um, Carl Frampton every single time. And whenever Carl actually got inside, he got caught inside as well. So Jamel yeah, he got cut. I right, forgot to mention he yeah, got yeah. cut. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so like Jamel just had an 
incredible game plan, right? And uh, in the post-fight interview, he he called out Oscar Valdez. So I think that might be the the next the next fight for him. I would like to see that because uh you know we we there was some rounds that I gave to Burchelt uh, against Valdez. I think it'll be interesting um test for Valdez to see you know to fight a guy who's a lot longer, a lot you know taller. So we'll see. Absolutely. I mean, I also think that um, Valdez is going to also find himself in a scuffle with Shakur Stevenson. So Ooh. it's really going to be a matter about money and location and all yeah, that. Absolutely. But, you know, either way, it was a good fight. And, you know, Herring has proved that, you know, he still is one of the top dogs in that uh, div division. Of course, uh, the debate for or really, really the discussion for the, the baddest man on the planet at that weight class has uh, yet to be determined. But of course, Herring has put himself in prime position right. for that name recognition. Right. Okay, moving on. Round two. Return of the pack. Return of the pack. Terrence Crawford is said to be in talks with Terrence Crawford for a June 5th showdown. I find this really surprising um, when, I made, uh, when I was made aware of this because uh, I thought Top Rank did not want to negotiate outside of their own means. Mm. And neither does... Uh, Premier boxing champion slash um, Adia Tar, right? Um, who is uh, the promoter for Manny Pacquiao, right? Uh, or not the ma promoter, but rather the uh, manager of Manny manager, Pacquiao, right? Uh, but I don't know. I really don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. Because again, this isn't this isn't what we want. Right. Um, something is starting to tell me, and you know, this is just my honest opinion, really. Um. I don't obviously speak for Manny Pacquiao or uh, Terrence Crawford, but I feel like something did not go right in the negotiation for the fight we that we really want. Right. And, you know, of course, um, Manny Pacquiao is not a champion by legal definition. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It's It's not a good idea for Manny because he has nothing left to prove in this sport. Right. It's not a good idea for Terrence Crawford because one, this is what you wanted in the first place, right. and two, you don't like Bob Arum. Three, <laughs> you could still lose. Oh yeah, okay. Just, just ask, just ask Keith Thurman. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Right. I don't think this is a good, um, this is a good matchup for for Pac. Right. Um, because I mean, yeah, uh, I agree. Right. He has nothing else to prove, but. Um, you know, you don't have to keep <laughs> fighting these, these like guys in their prime. Um, I, I actually disagree with you, Wes. I think that there's no way Pat could win this one. Um, I think, um, uh, Terrence Crawford is the, the, the baddest guy in that division, right? Unless Errol Spence is also up there. Uh, I heard, you know, the, the, the reason why talks broke down between Errol Spence and Terrence Buds because, you know, they can't agree on the split, right? 50-50, uh, you know, one believes it's going to, it should be 60-40. And then Bob Arum said, like, it should be 40-40 and whoever wins gets 20%, right? Uh, that seems reasonable, but it's not, I don't think it's going to happen at all. So, um, so yeah, the, the two biggest guys, the two baddest men in the welterweight division look like they're not going to see each other ever again. Or ever, well, so, that's, yeah. that wouldn't be the first time, it wouldn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if it happens like later on when they're out of their prime. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, right? Where does Bud go from here if he's not going to fight Spence? And where does Spence go from here if he's not going to fight Bud? That's fair. I mean, granted, I don't know. The last time uh, in a major sporting event that the young gun was favored over the 40-plus guy, it did not end well. Right. Sorry, Mahomes. <laughs> so I'm going to try and put that stamp on you again and go improve the 2-0 in mm. that regard. Mm. So that's, that's, I'm going to call it here. I'm going to say that that fight, if, they, if it does get made, don't forget that there's no, there's no, uh, there's no signatures yet. Mm. There's no signatures yet. Right. So, But it's the most likely. That doesn't mean anything. Right, right. That doesn't mean that's anything. Like, that's but... like you telling me. That's like you telling me that you hit harder than me. Well, that doesn't mean shit. No, no, no. Absolutely, uh, I agree. Like, it, it, but it's of all the pool that um, of all the fighters in the pool of like what terms Terence Bud Crawford could fight, he's at the top at the moment. I don't know. I mean, for me, it's either one. It like, um, it, it's either gonna be one of these things. I'm gonna call it here. I think we're gonna see the basically the the Bucks. Chiefs version of boxing if this fight gets signed. Oh, wow. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, it, I'll call it here too. Um, I'll, I'll match you. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, um, this is prob probably the most dangerous fight of uh, Pacquiao's career um, because, well, it's not dangerous as in, like, he's going to lose his legacy, but... I do think he's gonna lose, and I think this is the this is the time where we're gonna see the the holes start to show up for Pacquiao. Um, you know, if if Keith Thurman made it really close against Pacquiao, I mean, I've always said this: like, if you really want to see the holes in pa in Pacquiao in in his later stages of in the latest stages of his career, just watch the Keith Thurman fight because Keith Thurman was able to kind of, you know, pretty much expose some holes in, in Pacquiao, and so. Um, I think Pacquiao's mind is there. Like, he, it's still fast. I think his body is starting to betray him. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see, right? Because also, it really, we don't know until we actually put him in the ring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's going to be make fights. 44? Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not outright saying that um, he's going to win. Okay? Mm. But... Um, so I think you kind of misheard me. Okay. Um, which is something you're obviously pretty good at. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. But um, you know, uh I feel that should this fight be signed, we could be in for something that no one expected to happen. Mm. I.e. the Bucks and Chiefs. Okay. Right. Okay. So, you know, I'm not I'm not implying that he's gonna win. But if you're Terrence Bud Crawford, you also got to remember that when you step in there, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm. You're still vulnerable to losing. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, so, I mean, so is uh, Pacquiao. Right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, but we'll see. Um, I feel like this is another ploy to get us screwed again as fans. <laughs> you know, I, like, and, you know, again, I want to reiterate, I'm not happy. Right. With uh, that particular order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, like I said, by the time maybe, or like you said, rather, uh, by the time Spence and Crawford maybe do get together, it's already too late and nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the tragedy, the tragedy of the, of the whole story between Spence and Terrence Bud, right? 
I mean, excuse me, but uh, I will say, um, I I do think that um they did present like a pretty good looking fight for Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia. I thought that would be a really good fight. I don't know. You know, it really is going to be something to follow right. in the coming weeks. Of course, um, it, in in the negotiating business, obviously, there's going to be there's going to be things that have to benefit both sides, and you know, there's no guarantee until until that paperwork is signed, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, for me, for me, I really wouldn't worry about it. But the fact that it's out there, that there are talks, you know, it just it just disappoints me as someone who's trying to watch 147 especially with uh, life after you know floyd and manny right yeah yeah absolutely. So, so you know to the point where our interest is already at 168 172 yeah 120 absolutely, absolutely. So, 125 130 right so i don't know man but anyway speaking of those low, lower weight classes Devin Haney versus Jorge Linares, May 29th, 2021. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> Let's freaking go. I like it, man. Yeah. You know, the finally, the kids that I mentioned earlier, oh. one of these kids is finally <laughs> getting a test. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we talked about uh, before that Ryan Garcia is going to get his test against Javier Fortuna. But now Devin Haney gets a test, too. This yeah. isn't, uh, this isn't. Um, Yuriorkis Gamboa that is uh, trimmed down from a thousand horsepower to three hundred. Right. right. This is Jorge Linares. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. A guy that can still beat people. Uh, he's he's the biggest lightweight I've ever I've ever seen. He looks like a welterweight, like a super welterweight, but he's pretty light. So uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm super excited, right? Because Linares is a pretty good boxer. He's pretty big. A lot bigger than Devin Haney, uh, and so yeah, this is going to be exciting, right? Well, we'll see. This is a, this is a pretty good test for Devin Haney. Are we going to see any surprises, kind of like we did with the uh, Luke Campbell Ryan Garcia fight? Oh, uh, we could probably see Devin Haney taste the uh, the canvas for the first time, right? Uh, Linares is one of the only guys that to ever knock down Lomachenko. Um, so, and, and Lomachenko is super, super, um, elusive. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think this could be, uh, a chance, right? This could, there's a possibility that Devin Haney could pretty much get his first knockdown, not knockdown, not knockout, but like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man, I, it, it's going to be very good. And I, I have my calendar set down already. Matchroom is winning, man. They're winning again. They they they're they're giving us what we want, and right. I'm happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's time for Crawford to to leave, um, Aram. I mean, <laughs> I thought I thought we already stopped talking about that, but oh, okay. oh no no yeah, I'm just saying, you know, the the biggest stars need to be in the biggest fights, right? Well, hypothetically, right. <laughs> that doesn't always that doesn't always uh, translate to reality, unfortunately. Yeah. But hey, Devin Haney, Jorge Linares, May 29, twenty twenty one. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's hell over the zone. It is a matchroom fight after all. And yes, I'm so glad Devin Haney is going to finally get his test instead of everyone putting the spotlight and the pressure all on King Rye or <laughs> Javante Davis. Now they're all finally getting those shares of tests, yeah, which I love. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I mean sooner or later, they're going to run out of tests and they're going to have to fight each other. Right? Each other. Right. Well, so... Which is, again, what we want. Right. Right. 
And then, of course, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Jamel Herring, Shakur Stevenson, they're still somewhere out there <laughs> in their in their range, right? Right. And the Lomachenkos and the Valdezes and even the Burchelts of the world. They're yeah. out there still. Absolutely. You know? So, man, th- this is good. This is good. You know, nobody can say, oh, the- these kids suck or these kids haven't fought anyone. Right. You know, that's now putting those uh, messages of hate to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could, do we agree, Wes, that uh, it, it has been um, pretty much, uh, darn it, I forgot his name already. Uh, dude who is the ring champion in um, lightwell, lightweight, lightweight division. I forgot You're his talking name. about uh, lightweight? You're oh, Teofimo. Teofimo, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So, I mean, ever since oh, yeah, Teofimo too, beat. right? Yeah. But- you know, no, like, no, but I'm saying like ever since he beat Lomachenko, now a lot of these younger guys feel like they could cha- take on some of these veterans. Okay, well let's 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 make it clear. Teofimo is also still a kid, right? Well, yeah, he's that's basically he's more or less our age, right? Exactly. So like when he beat Lomachenko, right, then that kind of gave everyone else these this confidence. Like, okay, maybe we could we could stand with these uh, veterans. Well, okay, now yeah, that makes a lot more sense, right? And of course, you know, that that's really, I mean, everyone, everyone that has a big name, right. Has to have that breakthrough fright, fright fight that gets them over the hill and when fright too, cause it is nervous. Yeah. Like, fighters do say that they actually get they look cool, cool, common and collected, but really like in their mind, mentally, they're shitting their pants. I heard some of them, you know, like, because they eat so much the night before and they get so nervous, they, they throw up a lot, uh, the, 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 you know, during the fight or like the the night of the fight. That's very, uh, it's a lot of anxiety, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, um, that's actually a good place to stop for right now. Uh, so let's take a quick break, um, and let our, I don't know, we don't have any ring girls or whatever <laughs> do their thing and, um, entertain our, our fans here. But when we come back, we're going to talk about one bozo fighting another bozo. And the upcoming fights for the calendar, at least uh, for the month of April. Welcome back, boxers, trainers, fight fans, and former Marines. We thank you for your service. Uh, this is the No Decision Podcast with I, Wes Ibarra, and Jerry Joy Villapando. I do, uh, before we continue, I do want to talk about one thing. Um, I did talk about um, hate messages towards Devin Haney, right, about not fighting quality um opponents right right but now i want to talk about hate in the real world right just just briefly Mm. um hate has no home here on this show right nor does it have hate or a home anywhere and um joy and i actually identify as asian american pacific islander american people and i urge you to stop help stop uh the asian hate it, it it saddens me that we are in a time now more than ever that we live in a society where it's completely divided, where it feels like we're pretty much pitted to hate one another. Right. You know, even having multiple talks with uh, people, you know, I still seem to not be able to wrap my head around it. And, you know, I don't like it. And 
to be honest, sometimes I fear for my own safety when I go out there. Right. As do my family members, as do my friends. So please, I, I, I look to you, I count on you all to help stop the spread of Asian hate. Hate is not a virus. We didn't make you sick. Fucking stop it. Well said, Wes. Well said. Okay. Let's get back in the ring now. Jake Paul, Bozo number one. Ben Askren, we got the funk. Bozo number two. They are said to be fighting each other. I think it's on the card of Cotto and uh, Marquez. Joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yeah. that or the Oscar De La Hoya card. Either way, that card is going to be full of old dudes fighting. Apparently, Antonio Tarver is going to be on that card too. But anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Jake Paul, Bozo number one. Ben Askren, we got the funk, Bozo number two. I'm not going to lie. I like Ben Askren. Yeah. Uh, there, I said it. Yeah. I but mean, I sure as hell don't like Jake Paul. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. Like, uh, I don't like Jake Paul as well. Just, um, just as a character, right? He, he's he's been in a lot of controversies, um, by himself, um, but I mean, he he is bringing like some new, fresh eyes to boxing, and I think it was Mike Tyson that kind of uh, what do you call it? He he credited him, and so uh, I don't agree with that, right? I thought that for me, I thought that there was already a lot of talent in boxing. That was coming up so either way i think boxing was gonna was gonna uh was gonna grow again anyways and plus boxing is free now which is awesome fucking well, not necessarily not it's necessarily than yeah, it, yeah. it's been in years past right exactly but we've had more fights than than years past right like you sure, said sure um and i don't know yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead joy yeah 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 no, no, no. Uh, and like you know the only thing i know about ben Askren is that you know his fight with masvidal the the fastest knockout in ufc history so i mean that's pretty much all i know about this guy um but he he does seem to be a, a decent guy at least right so we'll see we'll see i mean if you watch his i will i will add if you watch like his college wrestling highlights and um his wrestling match with jordan burroughs Mm. who is probably the best, you know, wrestler, not WWE people. Right. Um, you know, wrestler probably from this country, mm. at least in this era of wrestling. You know, you could tell that this guy's a competitor. Right. And, of course, you know, the Paul brothers are wrestlers by trade, too. So it'd be really interesting to see if they're going to really be boxing or you wrestling. Know, wrestling really maybe get each other in um <laughs> few positions well, that yeah. i cannot really name on here just yeah. for the sake of uh just for the sake of uh um outbreak my yeah. out, or my outbursts rather but uh yeah no i mean let's be real though do you think ben Askren has a chance against this bozo so in jake paul so i i was doing my homework on ben Askren, right and i was like well of course like he he's a fighter he should have a chance with um with Jake Paul, right? But then I got, I got to like dig deeper on Ben Askren. And this guy is not much of a striker in MMA, right? Like you said, he he he's pretty much one of the best uh wrestlers coming out from this country. Um but I had to see it for myself, right? And man, like 
I don't know. Like this guy is a really good wrestler, but he he is not very good at striking. Um, and so well, right. I mean, he's not because obviously in wrestling you don't punch. Right, right. No, no, absolutely, kick, right? absolutely. So I'm sure his game is more ground and pound. Right, right. Rather than, uh, you know, try and knock you out with a right hook right. or something. No, no. But that's what I'm saying is like, uh, if he has confidence against Jake Paul, who, who is okay. Okay, like uh, no he's not okay but like you know he has at least some boxing experience right i don't know if ben Askren has had some boxing experience he's probably been like sparring in boxing but not really to the point where like he's in the ring but that's what i'm saying it's like he, he he's probably a lot more confident than than we are for him because yeah uh, like i said right i mean i thought Ben Askren was going to be decent at striking, decent, you know, because you're, if you're in MMA, you got to be all around. And so now I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried <laughs> for this dude because, uh, yeah, it, it seems as though his fighting style is not, you know, striking. It's definitely wrestling. And that's what Jake Paul, Jake Paul is more striking now because he, he's a box, he's kind of considering himself a boxer, which I don't, but still. You know, oh, I mean, you're not the only one. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, you gotta if you're gonna fight an MMA fighter, you have it like multiple fights where you have one in the ring, you have one in the octagon, and then you know whoever I don't know, uh, yeah, you know, so, so it's a little fair, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I totally get what you're saying, and you know, it, I don't know, I mean, for me. Because I feel how I feel about the Paul brothers, um, I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic about Askren. Oh yeah, I think so. He's a professional I'm gonna, fighter. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's gonna win, but I'm not gonna say he's gonna lose. I'm. I'll take the professional fighter anytime. So, what's so professional about that? No, no, no. I mean, no the I'll... guy. The guy lost his actual professional fight. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, by that guy, I mean Paul. Paul, right, right, right. Well, that's the thing, right? So we'll see. It's Paul is uh, what zero and two at the moment. No, I think he's like zero one and one. Oh one. <laughs> yet, 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 yeah, he's being treated as like the number one contender in everything. Right. So yeah, I mean that's the popularity, right? That's that's what's wrong with boxing at to this to this day and age. But uh, yeah, we'll see, right? Uh, I'm excited so about kinda, this. It's fight. really kinda, what's kind of wrong with the inter sports entertainment business in general. Right. Right. It's like we're 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 monetizing or. Um, I guess applauding uh, the internet. Well, uh, Wes, let me ask you: um, Do you know the details of this fight? Because I know Ben is like a one eighty pounder, and then Jake is like two hundred, like plus. All I know is that it's a very, it's like a, it's obviously not a full twelve rounds. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they like just had them meet at like 190 okay yeah, yeah, yeah or something like that yeah you know yeah. and of course you know since ben is a wrestler you know weight really especially if it's going up isn't a problem oh no no absolutely absolutely so yeah i mean i mean floyd is still scheduled to fight one of the brothers right too and i'm pretty sure he's not going to go up in weight he's probably going to stay at wherever he's at right now probably 145 fight these guys at 200 Oh, I wouldn't be surprised because he's pretty muscular. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually walks around at like 160. Mm. 
165. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And then, you know, it's going to be like him versus Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's going to have to bring out the brass knuckles. Uh, oh, he, don't, he doesn't need no brass you know, knuckles. Yeah, he doesn't need uh, it. <laughs> but he did be, need brass knuckles to knock out a seven foot five. Seven foot five. Or yeah. something like that. Big Show. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic mm. about um, Ben Askren. But okay. Enough with the news. Let's talk with our upcoming talk about our upcoming fights for the month of April. So April 10th, Joy, we have a countryman, Jerwin Ancahas, the number four ranked junior bantamweight, fighting Jonathan Javier Rodriguez. 12 rounds, Uncasville, Connecticut, showtime for Ancahas' IBF title. Joe Smith Jr., number four, versus Maxim Vlasov, 12 rounds, light heavyweights for the vacant WBO title, April 10th as well. Mm. And that is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. And April 17th over the zone, Demetrius Andrade, number three, versus Liam Williams, number eight, 12 rounds, middleweights for Andrade's WBO middleweight title. I think we got a good April, my man. Yeah, we do. We do. It's jam-packed. Uh, and I don't know. Um, for me, it, it seems as though more like uh, the more, the most like attractive fight to me is Andrade, Andre, right? Demetrius Andrade and then Liam Williams for me. Just that's just for me, you know. I'm gonna say right here, right now. Watch out for Anka Haas. I've watched his fights before. The guy can fight, and I think we're gonna see the next best thing out of the Philippines. I know mm. there's a life after Manny Pacquiao, and I'm not saying that Jordan Anka Haas is gonna be the next Manny Pacquiao, but he's gonna keep Philippine boxing relevant. Yeah, yeah. I promise you that right now. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting to to see another countryman. You know, uh, I, I remember. Um, when uh, I think Pacquiao was 35, I was starting to look for another um, Filipino fighter that I could follow. And uh, I found um, Donaire, right? But come to find out, Donaire was only like, what, a couple years younger than Pacquiao? So, mm -hmm. yeah, so, but I still love Donaire. He, he's actually a really crafty veteran. Uh, for sure. And, you know, I don't know when that guy's going to return to the ring, but I hope it's very soon. Oh, Inoue, Inoue. Uh, fight, second fight. No, I don't know. In a way, he's gonna find himself like <laughs> basically fighting the mafia of Philippine fighters of that weight class. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Casimero, right? All those, all those dudes. Yeah. And you know, of course, like I said, you know, even if you're a champion, you're not immune to losing. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, not not trying to like uh, put one on for my countrymen, right. but I'm just saying this is the hurt business after all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh. I'll probably okay. I'll give a reason why I'll, I'm looking for the Demetrius Andrade. It's the middleweights, right? Uh, like you said, Wes. Canelo is, sweepstakes. This is the sweepstakes for Canelo. So, um, yeah, we we've spoken about Andrade, right? He's too aggressive. He's he he's uncontrollable. Uh, but that just might be you know what you need to to control or to to beat Canelo. I don't think so. But uh. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I love the middleweights. I think the middleweights are coming up as a as one of the the best divisions in boxing. Absolutely, and that's kind of like what I mentioned earlier, right? It's like all we we find it so hard to follow one forty seven to the point where our interest is already at one sixty eight, one seventy two, one twenty, one thirty, one thirty five, right? Even one forty. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, so but hey, there you have it, folks. That's the upcoming schedule for April. That is our show tonight. We hope you enjoyed listening to the No Decision Podcast for this week. 
And, you know, I know it's not everyone's favorite time, but the gym is closed now. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But for what it's worth, we're thankful that you spent your Easter with us, and we'll be back with another fresh set of rounds next week. For Joey Villapando, I'm Wes Ibarra. Have a great night. Happy Easter.